Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Sandra Ladd, and I'm the Senior Minister for First Christian Church Stillwater. We are growing a Christ-centered, compassionate church where all can connect to God's love. And we hope that in this time you experience growth. We pray that this time will help you focus and center on Christ and that in this time you will sense care and compassion. We pray that this time provide you with a deeper connection to the love of God. Grace and peace be with you. And again, we thank you so much for gifting us with your time. If you would please stand in body or in spirit as you are able as we read together God's gift of his word for us this day. Mark 13 verses 24 through 37. But in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from the heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson, As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about this day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake." Thank you. You may be seated. Let's pray. God, after a season of come and rest, keep awake seems like a contrary and unwelcome message. There are so many who don't like the unknown. It makes us fearful and anxious. Quite frankly, much of this passage is confusing. Help us to reason together, to discern the meaning and intended purpose for our lives. Amen. Many of you who are present may remember a few weeks ago during a children's moment, I asked Brenly a question and she um, got this really blank look on her face. She kind of cocked her head and she said, 
I'm confused. I don't know the answer. First, I want to say I find it amazingly positive that we have moved from a generation who sarcastically raises their hands and answers with what they believe we want to hear or what the expected answer is to being able to admit I'm confused. I don't know the answer because that's not a bad thing. In fact, it is a really good thing when someone in church can admit, knowing that this is a safe place, I don't have the answer. I'm confused. There is a lot of confusion around this passage. Several of you may be confused as to why we would even be talking about the end times during an Advent, during the Advent season. Why can't we just sing the traditional Christmas songs and anticipate Santa coming to town? I mean, does it really prepare us for Christmas to hear that the sun is going to darken and the moon isn't going to give light, the stars are going to fall from heaven, and that the powers of heaven will be shaken? Where's the hope in that anyway? First, let's back up and explore a little of the context together. But in those days, after that suffering, well, what does that refer to? This passage is in reference to the temple's destruction. Mark 13, 24 through 37 represents the second half of the single longest speech by Jesus in the Gospels. That's significant. There's something that Jesus had to say not only to the people he was speaking to, but to us who are listening today. Mark 13 is best understood as crisis literature. The destruction of the temple represents an actual catastrophe that took place, an event that we can learn from when we face our own catastrophes. The temple was the center of religious life. So what happens when you lose your religious center? And that, my friends, is the question that this passage helps us to address What happens in those moments when things are so terrible, when something so difficult has happened that you question the very existence or possibility to ever have the ability to connect with a God of love? That's why the Gospel of Mark is written with such urgency. Keep watching, keep awake, don't fall asleep because the world is desperately in need of good news, that hope has arrived, that there is peace on earth, that joy can be experienced here and now, and that love has indeed conquered all things. The incredible promise, which is within this text, expresses the very heart of why we teach and preach. Heaven and earth, they will pass away. But my words will not pass away amidst the chaos and the clutter that we ourselves sometimes create this time of year. Don't miss the promise. The world and all of its problems will end. But God's promises that God is with us, God's promises that the process of all things being made new is happening even now, those promises will never end. The frenzy of our preparation and our politically correct happy holidays, 
really offer nothing meaningful. When all those efforts fail us, however, there, that is where the word of the coming of the Messiah meets us. All things, all things, all things are being made new. All wrongs are being made right. The God of creation, the maker of the sun, moon, and stars has not and will never fail us. I enjoy decorating for the holidays, but I'm not a designer decorator, not by any stretch of the imagination. I am a sentimental decorator, all right? So our tree is adorned with an ornament that Rick created when he was in the first grade. It hung on his mother's tree. Isley pulled it from a box this year and exclaimed, what is this? <laughs> and so I got to share with her. Ornaments made by kids, ornaments that we've been given as gifts, ornaments that were on family trees, ornaments that hold pictures of my kids growing up. And the decor around my home is similar. It is a modge podge of this and that, handmade items, uh, treasures from family hand-me-downs, gifts from friends. One of the most special is a nativity that was purchased by Rick's mom in the midst of a battle, in the midst of her battle with cancer. It is made of cardboard and fabric, and it holds more special memories than I have time to share here. I pulled it from the box this year, and I found the head of baby Jesus, this small round styrofoam ball, one dot for an eye, the other one missing, different shades of skin all around the head because um, the paints come off, and I tried to repaint it, and it didn't work very well. And that head had been separated from the swaddling wrap of clothing that surrounded the body, and the body was absolutely nowhere to be found. I placed the other pieces thinking if baby Jesus doesn't, baby Jesus doesn't appear until Christmas anyway. So I have until Christmas to get it fixed. I'll get it fixed by then. Um, but as I sat and looked at it on the mantle, I thought maybe this is a much better representation of what we've made Christmas anyway. All the pieces are in place, but Jesus is missing. It is an excellent reminder of recentering on the main element of Advent, the one that most often gets overlooked. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus may address a community in crisis, but these words, they're just as relevant for us today. After 9-11, COVID, wars and threats of wars, violence, Jesus speaks to a church whose desire for justice, whose sense of identity, whose very future seems very fragile and unfinished. And Jesus' words speak also to us today. As I've tried to pay attention this week, one thing has been painfully obvious. We all live in crisis. It's just different kinds of crisis, different levels of crisis, various modes of crisis. But pain and suffering, anxiousness and fret, it's a part of all of our lives we admit it or we don't. We deal with it or we let it get worse. Those social media images that we are bombarded with daily share not a whole of the picture, only a part that people want you to see. The reality is everyone deals with junk, not only during Advent, but all throughout the year. Find hope in the conclusion of today's message. In Jesus' final mini-parable, 
he gives examples. He gives an example of servants working together to take care of someone's household. Everyone has their job, including the doorkeeper, um, whose job is to watch the door. The reason the household can be ready for the master's return is because everybody is working together with their own jobs in community. And together, they can stay alert. The answer to our confusion is community. We can remain alert when we're in community. As the Advent season begins, may we stress the importance of preparing in community, of watching in community, of discerning in community as well. Because I may be confused individually when we um, live in community. We can figure it out as a group. We can figure out how to live in that tension, how to make our way together through the confusion. There's a quote from Richard Rohr that I read this week that says it so perfectly. We only get one chance to live this life of love. Every day, actually many, all the seconds that make up a day, there's a lesson in love learning how not to bind ourselves and our neighbors, but in fact to free ourselves and others. First Christian, may we come together as never before during this season of Advent and enable one another to witness the beauty that surrounds us even in the midst of chaos and confusion. May we let go of the stress and the anxiety and may we grasp the wonder that God, God is with us. While we're in the process of being made right, those moments, they're fast and they're fleeting. May we encourage and enable one another to pay attention. And as we do so, may we find there is more hope than we ever imagined. Amen.